What's up, y'all? This your boy, Lita Johnson. Sorry I have been a little absent from the sports game a little bit. I've been doing a lot. I'm talking about from the podcast part. What we want to talk about? Villanova. I mean, goodness. Where do we start? In this particular involvement into this Villanova team, it, everything's going like I thought it would go. Um, is there a definite they win a championship? No, it's other guys that could, but it's so wide open. Are they my prediction? Strong prediction? Yes. Still. Look how things are going. Look at the games they played. They lost Ohio State and Baylor. Baylor is now number one. Check that out. They lost to Marquette. Who got beat by other teams? Providence. Ohio State's going. They just got blew out by Penn State. So what does that tell you? They didn't get beat by teams that are going to run away. Nobody's going to run away with it. Ohio State was a top five team at one time. Um. You look, it's just so wide open. Baylor's not going to stay at number one. No, San Diego State's one of the top five. This is not going to happen. They're not that type of team. As good as Baylor is, they're not that type of team. They're just as good as Kansas. Uh, Arizona, everybody's so wide open. And the, the reason why, Villanova, let's just keep it real. On this Villanova radio, let's keep it real. My favorite team is Villanova, right? But you got to be real. Last year, no, they weren't going to win. The year that they lost all those guys, they would have got Spellman back. The year they lost four first-round draft picks. No, no, I mean, excuse me, the year on 2016. After 2016, the reason why they didn't win, because they had Spellman. I think they had Spellman, no question. They had Hart, they had Diacono. I mean, they had uh, DiVincenzo. So if you put Spellman in there, it's no question, no question that just that one player would have made them a better team. Spelman would have got the ball more. You know, because it was time for that team to evolve. And then Hart left. And then they still had guys like Spelman and Brunson. Spelman came in there just like that and changed that team. Just like that. They lost Hart. And just like that, that team changed. Reynolds, they lost Reynolds that year. Lost Reynolds and Hart. Just like that, Spellman. Just Spellman. Think about it. It wasn't no transfers. It was just Spellman. Booth got healthier. Okay, let's say that. Booth got healthier. Booth, Booth was still injured. But the next year, boom. Now, let's talk about why I still think they're going to win. Jay Wright's the coach. Sorry. Jay Wright coaches ever since 2016. It's like he hit a light bulb and Basically, what to do with his talent. He's always been a good coach. He's always had good teams that people thought was going to be in the Final Four, even though the national championship, but never made it. And then when he finally did it, he hit that right elixir that made teams in 2016, won. 2017, did. 2018, did. 2019, it was a. Hey, listen. 2019 is too young. They didn't really have any leader except for Booth and he didn't even have no juniors then. I mean, they had sophomores. So, to be realistic, to be realistic about this team, it's just too much talent. Cole Swagger alone, right? Let's just talk about him. He's getting better and better on defense. He's You can, you know what's so great about Villanova teams, basketball teams? You can see them evolve each game. Cole Swagger was terrible. Now he's a decent defender. Last five games, he's been decent. He started the season, he was terrible. And and that 
all comes from coaching and team defense, too. You watch other players play defense, other guys that play team defense around you who are better than you in defense. You don't have to be a liability so much because you're not focused on as the key defender. You don't have to stop. You don't have to stop um, any key players. You don't. Cole, Cole Swider is not dependent on for the game to win. So any mistakes he makes, it's not going to be the game sealer. So he, he he learned how to play good D from the four to the five. He, you know, you guard guys who's on the five, who who play the five position. You guard guys on the three and the four. He's just gotten better. Period. If you ain't watching Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he had his mistakes, but he wasn't as bad as I thought people made it out to be. I think people wanted him to be better than what he was supposed to be. And he's gotten better, period. He went from a decent defender to a good defender. He's a game changer now. Now, the way he plays defense, how active he is and how intelligent. You know what? The biggest thing about him is now his athleticism. This is intelligence, man. For a 6'10 guy to move like he moves, you know, um, and play like he plays. I was at one press conference, running over football, and I heard one analyst say, is he a four? Is he really a four? Yeah, he's a four. He's, he's exactly a four. Like, how he plays, his whole game is a four. You know, you look at guys like Tobias Harris and you say, well, he can play the three. Yeah, because he's a different type of player. He brings the ball up. He's quicker, faster, longer. His moves to the basket, playing off the ball. Robinson Earl is a straight four. He, he goes from the inside out, you know. He can play out, but, you know, you start him from the inside. That's where he makes his money. If he's going to take you off the dribble, is he going to post you up? That's how he makes his his bread and butter. And then he's surprised. Then he comes back, oh, I got this, outside shot. He's just going to be a better player um, playing for Villanova. You can see it. Jermaine Samuels is making his stride. And I like when he's doing it because now, first you saw Sadiq Bay, and then here comes Samuels. Samuels comes. Then Sadiq Bey has a 33-point game, and then Samuel still comes on. It's like they're starting to know who can have the ball, and then, okay, he's, he's hot right now. Let me step back. They're, they're starting to do what the other Villanova team did. It's like, okay, pick your poison. There's no, But there's no set guy because back when Villanova played 2018, there was Brunson and Bridges, and then everybody else revolved around that. There's nothing like that now. So, okay, they're, they're, you're looking at it like that, but it's not really like that. Colin Gillespie is the captain. He is the captain of this ship. That's the first thing, and we know that. But he's not always going to be the leading scorer. That's usually how it was with Hart and Jenkins or 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 or, 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 or and Archie Diakono. Or like I said, Brunson and Bridges. It's not like that with this team. Bay is, is the most talented player on this team, but he's not going to always be the leading scorer. Gillespie and Samuels are the one-two to me, to me, in my opinion, is Samuels, Gillespie, and Cosby Roundtree. The three champions left are the, no matter where Cosby plays or how much he plays, Cosby Roundtree is a captain. He knows the battlefield. He comes, he plays his heart out. He earned that. Whether we feel like he should be better than what he is or not, the man plays hard as hell. And he knows the game more than most of the people. Only people who know the game more than him on there is Samuels and Gillespie. These guys were champions. And Kyrie Roundtree is more of a champion than Samuels because he actually played in the championship in that tournament. I mean, people are just disrespectful. But as far as who are the one, two, three best players, to me, if, if you talk about experience and leadership and talent combined, that's what you got to have. It's Gillespie, Samuels, and Bay. Those are the top three guys. But you mess around and Justin Moore kick up 25 on you. 
It's happened. He's he's kicked more than twenty five points. You mess around and, and Colin and Cole Swider bust tw- over twenty. It's happened. All right. You mess around and drive Jeremiah Robson Earl bust over twenty. It's happened. All right. So and then the the, the other experiment, which I feel like the way the way it's being done and the, what he's doing, I feel like Antoine. Is who you call an unbelievable player. I feel like when you got Brian Antoine sitting back, he hasn't even been unleashed yet. He hasn't even been unleashed yet. So when you got Brian Antoine, he hasn't even been unleashed yet. That's scary. Now, when he's going to unleash him, I was at the press conference talking to him after the Georgetown game, talking to Jay Wright. And he clearly stated that Antoine's getting better and better each practice, and he's almost ready to impact for more minutes. And one of the things he said that made sense was, we got to get the rest of our players playing good, too. I mean, he's right. Everybody still ain't ready yet. You know, they're still not at their best. So that's also a hard coaching job when you bring a guy off a shoulder injury and then you still got other players that got to catch up and be good. That's just, what a, that's, that's just real talk. That's coaching. So, I honestly believe that this team has nowhere near, not even close, touched that, touched that peak. They ain't touched that peak yet. And, and let's, let's just start. Let's just start from Jermaine Sims and Colin Gillespie, which I feel like was a very good, looking at this team now, very good um, duo. They've been fighting since they came in here together. I mean, they've been on the the the, the, the Team USA together. They were on the Jordan brand together. These guys know how to play together. This is not their first ride. This is not their first hurrah. So I feel like in, in the biggest instance that this was basically, basically the best defensive backcourt you can have. And then you're looking at Sadiq Bey. And then you're looking at Cole Swatter, two guys who are 6'8". Both can shoot from the outside, and then you got Jeremiah Robson Earl. It is a very good uh, starting five. You still got Justin Moore. Brandon Slater is the mo- the most underrated guy on this team because he plays great on both sides of the floor. He's a dog on defense. He's the hardest worker to me on this team. He plays so hard on the court. Um, Justin Moore, he's been phenomenal as a freshman. Phenomenal. He's just going to have an unbelievable Villanova. He will be a first-round draft pick, just like J- Cole Swider will be. And I feel like Brandon Slater, you know, I feel like second-round pick right now. But he has so much talent to be a first-round pick, especially in Villanova system. We'll just see how it all pans out. Slater's going to get his opportunity to have a big, big season and be drafted. I think he's a second-round pick right now. Just looking at where he's developing right now, he could go more. But right now, where he's developing, I see a second-round draft pick because he can play that D. I think he'll end up becoming a better defensive player than, than anybody he's drafted with. Um, and that'll get him more drafted. He's long. He can shoot. He'll be a better three-point shooter. He'll be a better scorer. He'll be a better driver. It's going to be big. So, um, looking at this team, Cole Swatter, the guys you need to be afraid of who are about to kick but haven't uh, yet, Cole Swatter's one. I mean, he started out hot. Now he's kind of in between. He's just learning the game. When you forget about him, he'll hit a tray on you. He'll drive on you. He'll post up on you. He'll show you what he's about. 
And I think he's not all the way cool and comfortable yet. When he gets cool and comfortable in their offense, his shots are going to go down and be, I think the tournament is where he's going to be unbelievable. Him and Justin Moore in the tournament are devious. Devious to have two guys like that. Devious. And Brandon Slater is always going to be right behind you. Like, I'm not going to say what he's going to do. If he gets the chance, he'll 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 produce. If he gets the, the minutes or he has to be called upon. But he's always going to be around and make a good defensive play, make a good rebound, drive the hole, good pass. He just can do it all. He's the, he, he is the top guy. He's an elite player that everybody forgets about. And then Brian Antoine. Once Brian Antoine gets the groove, and I think he's just doing the more and more here, three-pointer last game against UConn, you just got to look at the positive of that because he's only getting a certain amount of minutes. So if he's, he's hitting a shot and, and they're trying to put him in there, this is not like, oh, well, no, they're, put, they're trying to put him in there, whether it's six minutes, seven minutes. They're trying to get him in there. And Antoine's taking it. He's being patient. That's the number one guy besides uh, Antoine and Moore. I mean, besides uh, Swider and Moore. When Antoine gets kicked up, I, I just don't think – it's a difference when you got a, a certain type of player, three-star, maybe a, a decent, good player. When you got an elite player, not just an elite player, he's a top ten type of player coming out of high school. He's an NBA prospect type of guy sitting in the wings. And nobody knows. Nobody's playing for his explosion. Nobody's playing for his impact. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Let's just give it a minute. I think give it a minute. People have to give it a minute. Simply, just give it a minute. Um, it's going to be some games coming up. You know, Villanova is just one of those teams. And, I, I mean, to me, Robinson Earl's going to get better and better. He's already starting to kick up. I mean, this team, as they play more and more, and then you sit back and look at the big picture of this team, be like, this is really an impressive team. I mean, you got five starters who are all long, who can all shoot from the outside, right? Then you still got Justin Moore and Brandon Slater and Brian Antoine and, 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 and Cosby Roundtree. We forget about Archie Yakino because we know he's not going to get no called upon. But all the other guys, they're going to be on the they're going to be on the court. So not only do you have forget if you're looking for ten points or whatever, you have bodies. Antoine's going to play defense. Cosby Roundtree's going to play defense. They're going to be able to rebound. They're going to be able to run around the court. They're athletic. They have nine players. Period. They have nine players this year. They can put on the floor, and that's why they keep pushing Antoine to get him ready and more ready and more ready and more ready. So it's going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable type of go-round for this team. Now, next year, I just, I just remember Eric Dixon and Caleb Daniels come. Forget all the collecting the um, – my prospect or whatever. But Eric Dixon and Caleb Daniels make this team even more scary. Now, the crazy thing, everybody wants to know, oh, they're all coming back. Well, you have to fall back a little bit. And I'm not going to tell you y'all crazy because looking at how everybody's playing, there's a possibility all these guys could come back. There's a, if you really be an analyst, you know, because people guess, some people say this, and sometimes people are right and wrong. But if you really want to be on both and both sides, right. Because Robson Earl, even though out of everybody on this team, he's likely want to be out of here. The 6'10", 240 to do what he do, there's going to be a lot of NBA scouts that are going to be like, ooh. I mean, he might probably won't be a lottery now. But I see a top 20 pick, yeah. First round pick, yes. I see Robson Earl getting a first round NBA contract. 
If he if he leaves right now, I, I see it happening. And they're prepared because Eric Dixon could take right over and you could have and you could still got Cosby Roundtree. So it's not like they were hurt if he was gone. You know, but at the same time, that's the one guy. Antoine seems like he's not going nowhere right. I just don't see no but at the same time, the the most important and critical time is always combine time. So if Antoine from the Stuff that he has and the talent that people know he has and anticipation and NBA talent that everybody already thought. If he goes to the combine and impresses, Antoine could easily be a first-round draft pick. If not a lottery, if he, he can decide. He can decide. Does he want to be a lottery pick? He can come back to Villanova for sure next year. I'll see him starting or definitely more minutes. But I, I, see, I can see him starting. I can see Justin Moore coming off the bench. I can see Antoine start. Everybody probably like, oh, well, look at Justin Moore. Well, no, look where Justin Moore is right now. They got Swatter as a starter. They don't put Justin Moore with Gillespie because they could easily do that. There's a reason. I mean, he can actually lose that start lineup to Antoine. Antoine, he's now staying. Once he gets started, starting tight minutes, he's not going to be here anymore. The only reason Antoine's not, you know, in their conversations is because he hasn't been averaging the minutes he's supposed to a game to, and getting the, getting the balls most. And, you know, rightfully so, Jay Wright has a, a plan, and it's a rightful plan. This is what he want to do. But I'm just telling you, based off the minutes he's playing and, and the times he's getting, like, he isn't, he isn't shooting enough shots. He's not getting the ball enough. He's not involved in the offense enough. He's not going to go to the draft. He's going to be a two. He's going to be in a 2021 draft. And I think once it all starts, if you're telling me to – if you're telling me – to give you some type of reason on where what type of minutes he'll get. I think Antoine's starting. You got Antoine. Uh, say say this is my prediction. Robinson Earl still goes. He still leaves, and it's still a it's still Sadiq Baker roll out of here. I'm just saying, but I'm gonna go with Robinson Earl. That's it. If all these guys come back, there's no doubt you're gonna see Antoine Gillespie. Samuels, Bay, and I think you're going to see between Dixon and Rob uh, 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 Cosby Roundtree, we'll see what happens. Does Cosby Roundtree start or Dixon? We don't know. Looking at Dixon, he's the more talented player. He can score more. He's stronger. It would look like that. But at the same time, look at Justin Moore. Justin Moore is on the bench, and Swider is starting. Swider's been having, uh, uh, Moore's been having a better year than Swider. It's all about, this is uh, Cosby Roundtree's last year. The respect factor of, of him starting is going to want to be there. Whether Dixon gets quality minutes or not, starting minutes or not, he's going to, with his last year coming up, they're going to want to give him their time. You know, I mean, he's, he's been a pro. So, I see that big right there. And, and like I said, this year, looking at who would come back, it would be, I'm telling you, with Caleb Daniels being the backup point guard, you can put Justin Moore as the backup shooting guard. You still got Archie Ekin, all right? All right. Then you got Brandon Slater. You still got Cole Swire. You still got Sadiq Bay. You still got Jermaine Samuels. You still got Damir Cosby Roundtree. You still got Eric Dixon. To me now, I just feel like Robinson Earl, out of all the guys, is out of here, man. They are on Robinson Earl. He's clearly showing NBA IQ. He's 6'10". It's different. You know how they judge 6'10". Once you are that certain size and you can shoot the three and you can run the floor, oh, you're going to be put over anybody. You know, it's like even Mobley over Jalen Green. When they see them big guys move like that, they're instantly over little guys. Instantly. 
So, I'm going to say this. Um, clearly, this is a great team. And um, they're going to be championship contenders for the next couple of years. I just don't see right now Antoine leaving. I just see Robinson Earl getting out of here. I'm just, sorry. I mean, people who don't think he's leaving don't understand NBA, how people scout NBA draft prospects. Oh, he needs to, I'll be hearing, oh, he needs to gain a little weight. Nobody, they don't care about that. Do, do you know how skinny guys was coming out of high school, like Dwight Howard and Jermaine O'Neal and Tracy McGrady? Do you know how skinny these guys was? Look at how skinny Bo Bowl is. They don't wait for nobody to gain weight. They look at potential, what they can be. They want them to grow that on the team. So that they want you to grow that on the NBA team. They rather just sit you in G League on the bench. They don't care about what you need. You know, I know a lot of these fans want players to stay, but you got to start being realistic for some of the stuff you say. Nobody cares about weight. Nobody cares if you think they should stay longer to develop their potential. It's what they are showing now. And if you are looking on the board and you are hearing scouts and you are seeing these guys are being beast in certain levels and you are hearing about it, I mean, it's just what it is. It's what it is. Um... Villanova football, Aiden Howard is here. And they are still going to get to Chris, you know, the transfer. Um, Chris Ajmang is a Chris Ajmang is a is a beast, and they're still going after him. Michael Taylor transferred. So, I, you know, I had to speak to Chris and make sure, and he said, yeah, Villanova's still after him. So now they're trying to really show up there. With Aiden Howard committing, oh, that just means Aiden Howard comes in and gets immediate play time. That's that's all that means. Even though they get Chris Ashmang, Aiden Howard comes right in and gets playing time. Because at one time, Michael Taylor would have got that. Now, Chris Ashmang will come in and start. I think he comes right in and start. No question. No question. Uh, Emmanuel Fincher and uh, Tom Santiago, they're going to get a running back this class. I think Fincher commits. I think it's not Santiago. I think it's Fincher. Fincher is sounding like he wants to be in Villanova. Uh, Villanova is one of the top schools that's offering him. And I think he goes to Villanova. So I think this is another dynamic class. And then you bring in a transfer after bringing in Campbell last year. You bring in an uh, impact defensive transfer. Nova wants their championship. They they want it. They want it bad. And they're close. They just need to show up their defense. You know, they, they give up points. In, in the second half, they are, if, if, if they played every first game in first half only, they would be undefeated most games. First half only, they'd be undefeated. Or lose one game, I mean, Nova. But when they get in the second half, especially the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter is when they really shred up. They have to learn how to finish games. And that's just the plan. They have the talent. Don't, don't come here and tell me what they need. They have the talent. They have to finish games. And the only thing that hurt them last year was experience. These guys ain't – Campbell ain't – this first time with this offense. Yeah, rookie running backs. Yeah, Hayek was the first-time receiver. Um, this defense alone with guys like Trent Benford start getting hurt. You had guys like Waxer stepping up, you know. But I, I honestly feel like this defense ain't have enough. Well, Eamon Black was a big injury. And Justin Covington took a lot of juice out of Villanova. A lot of juice. He is the most, I'm going to tell you something, Covington could be in the NFL second or third round right now. I think he's a second-round pick. You, you, you just, 
I have an article coming out soon, but you're just not going to tell me Justin Covers is not a second-round pick. I, whatever. Whatever. And then you're looking at wide receivers. If 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 Changa Hodge can duplicate what he did last year, then you're talking about something different in a receiver. And if, Daniel, if, if Campbell, Dan the man, shows, if Daniel Smith, excuse me, not Campbell, if Dan the man Smith does the same thing or better, Next year, he's gonna put himself in, uh, you know, at least drafted considerations. You know, sixth round, fifth round. If he can show the explosiveness, because he really made some big plays on his feet. I'm talking about like game winning on his feet and with his arm. Like he really showed. Let's just see. I'm not. Gonna, he's not guaranteed to get. But in this new small quarterback type of league, if Daniel Smith. And this team wins, he'll show exactly his NFL potential. And it's going to be a lot of eyes to see where he fits. Right now, if I said he's from undrafted to sixth six round right now, I just that's what I think. Changa Hodge, in my opinion, is like a sixth rounder. You can take a chance on a fifth to, to, to stretch it. But, man, it's a good team. And Forrest Ryan is the defensive player, and Jacqueline Amos are guys to watch out for. But um, I'm going to tell you this. um. This is a good organization of coaches on both football and basketball, and it's good on uh, really good in recruiting. So we're going to see what happens. As far as 2021, let me just talk about that real quick. Uh, Jordan Longino is a very good um, offer, and you're looking at it's still the same thing. It's going to be a long way because 2020 class is about to end, so Philanova knows they have all the time in the world to recruit the 2021 class for them to get the, the win was for them to get early offers way real early, like to shut down the 2020 recruiting and get, get 2021 offers out. I think that was the, the major thing because now you get to talk to them, see them at an earlier time, just why the 2020 class still going. And we're talking about top guys. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, in my opinion, now looking at it, Trey Patterson's still going to be there, I feel. And Longino. If you're talking about two short shots, I think it's Patterson and Longino. Njoku is one guy, but see, it's between Njoku and, and, and Everett. Let's see what happens. Because Everett shoots a three-pointer. Njoku has a good mid-range. He reminds me of Boshefu. Um, It's a little bit more athletic. It's a little bit more. Njoku just looks like Oshefu. But Everett can shoot from the three-point line. So we'll see how that goes. Do I think Langston Love gets dressed? It's a, it's a big, big, big. I think it's, it's it's a possibility they can get Langston Love still on this team. But right now, Longino and Patterson, and then it's, it's a toss up at center right now. They've always, always recruited Elijah Effort from when he before he reclassified. They've been recruiting Elijah Everett, and now they got in the Joku. We're going to see how that goes. But right now, it's Longino and Patterson. You can say what you want. I think that's it. I think they are short shots to join Villanova. So watch those guys. Uh, still keep a, a close eye on Rasul Diggins, Archbishop Wood. I think it's written in stone that Villanova get a Diggins. <laughs> listen, and listen to me. They want a big man. They're going to get a big man. I think they get four guys. It's possible five. I think they get four though. I think Patterson and Longino is is, is, is you know you got a that's a built in thing there. And then you look at Njoku and Everett. Who will commit first? One of those two guys will be Villanova Wildcats. 
And then you look at Langston Love, the five-star. Of course they want him. Can they get him? Regardless if they get Langston or not. And then you got Rasul Diggins. If they can't, but my thing is this. If they can't get Langston Love, I feel like Rasul Diggins, and I feel like soon he gets an offer. It's going to be interesting to see who else they give offers to. Because Villanova is not used to just giving out these, these less. It's going to be more offers given out. Let's just see how it all goes. I can see it big, but I think Trey Patterson instantly joins Villanova. I, out of anybody there, it's Patterson and Longino right now. Let's just see what happens with Njoku. If I had to guess right now between Njoku and Everett, and you wanted me to guess, I, I, I say Njoku for the simple fact he's a new offer. Uh, they've, you know, they were recruiting Everett, but Everett was in 2020, and they already offered Njoku. You know, so let's just see where it goes, and let's see what happens. Um, I'm out of here, y'all. Leader Johnson, follow the leader. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. I'm out, y'all.